Hello, everybody, and welcome to another brand new exciting adventure. It's Roll20 Presents Ravnica, Jay Speller and Must Die, which he must. Somebody, so every time somebody asks me, is this going to be the episode? I guess if Jason Bellerin were like CR2, maybe, if he were CR2, he's got 14 hit points, 11 mm-hmm. armor class, one attack per round. He can cast cantrips. <laughs> yes, you could take him out, no problem. However, so I've been I've been talking about this. I was looking at, we started our, our other, uh, our Monday show, we started doing Dungeons and Mad Mage, and I was looking in it for examples of like super tough, cool, badass monsters. Uh, and Halaster, the eponymous Mad Mage of that adventure, is probably the most ridiculous monster I've ever seen in D&D. Like, he's crazy. He can cast four spells every turn. He casts one on his turn, and then one after every other person's turn, up to three times. Hang on one second. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So he's chucking fireballs and casting haste spells. I love him. I've been bragging about how excited I am to use him. Of course, he's like CR 26, so you have to be like level 20. But I figure... Right here, that I'm CR 37. Yeah, interesting. Uh, That's good. Pretty sure right, good. I still have 12 hit points. We're I just am. making up numbers now. I see. That's how it works. <laughs> good. Good. After this, you some, know, I assume that it's all fluid. <laughs> I have some aggressive Amazon Prime delivery people. <laughs> Is that what that noise was? I was wondering. <laughs> That was my doorbell, but I could hear it on all floors. Someone was hitting all the buttons. Like I hear it down the hall, hear it below me, hear it above me. Someone just punched the button box. They just punched it. Like yeah, I gotta deliver. I gotta deliver these multivitamins to Kevin. They just threw the box at it. They're just like drink it. <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right. I mean, you know what? It's better that than having them just throw it in the bushes and then hope you check there without notifying oh, yeah. you at all. So, well, they leave it like so. I live in an apartment complex, and there's a parking lot, and they'll just throw it in the parking lot, like on the gravel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Chicago. <laughs> yeah, God bless Chicago. I put it on your roof. Is that <laughs> is this, one time? Is this what you want in the sewer? You want me to put the sewer grate? <laughs> just put it in, in there. there. I left it with your good friend Leonardo. Um. I, like, it's like taking pictures of where they yes, leave it. Yeah. Because I op- oh. I like opened it up one day and it was a house down the block. <laughs> it was some weird scavenger hunt. Yeah. And I was like, what a I, game? I feel if you're waiting, if you're waiting for a package delivery, there's almost nothing more terrifying than the notification left in a secure location. Like right. horse yeah. shit. Horse shit. You threw it in the bushes near my house. You gave it to a random person on the street. That's no, it's not true. One time a UPS put a package inside of a garbage bag because it was raining and they just left it by my mailbox. On garbage day. <laughs> oh, no. It was okay. I got it. But I was like, why would you do this? How would you do this? You didn't even knock on my door. <laughs> we left it under the back wheels of a car that was parked on the street. Because <laughs> we figured no one would find it there, right? So, uh-huh. yeah, Perfectly. Yeah. Weirdly, it got run over. Go figure. <laughs> Well, I hope that your I hope Kevin's multivitamins arrived safely, uh, and that everything will be okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good to see all of you. How is everybody, Carl, Carlos? What have you been doing since the last time that I saw you? Have you done anything interesting? What's going on with you? Um, have I done anything you interesting? Play, playing, I, I, playing role playing games. I started. Games? I started going to the gym. Oh dear, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's good. I haven't been to the gym in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I think I'm too hyper aware of like what's going on. And I'm, I'm very, 
I'm very much aware of what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. So I just assume they're aware of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. I either stay at a machine way too long because I feel like they're judging me. Like I haven't, he hasn't been on that machine long enough. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what, what is he, how many miles has he possibly ran? <laughs> be, is he going to quit after one? I think that. Uh, <laughs> Or I leave too soon. It's just like, he doesn't know what he's doing with that machine. He should just leave. <laughs> so that's my anxiety. Uh, I feel the same way when I get to the free weights. Because especially everyone else who uses free weights is like very... Your biceps are the size of my head. I, I can see it. I have the direct comparison right there. So when I go for these like 15, maybe 20 pounds, because you know I'm trying to get definition... And then like, no, I'll, I'll grab the like 35s. You know, I can definitely do 35s and I don't and I hurt my back or, mm-hmm. or you just like do it poorly or you, like you get no benefit of it. That's why I've like started like, I've enjoyed working out at home personally. It's, it's a little more difficult to keep myself accountable because yeah. like, it's like, hmm. I find a Google reminder with an incessant alarm is a really nice trick. Oh. Yeah. That's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm just thinking about other people the entire time. And then also <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm running, especially when I'm running for like no good reason. Right. Like when I'm running, like I'll be at like a decent pace for myself and I'll be like, yeah, you're doing it, Carlos. And then like someone like smaller or bigger or someone that I think couldn't run, runs almost twice as fast as me. And I'm like, well, I should just give up. Like, there's no <laughs> way I could possibly do that. Like, <laughs> it's funny. This is a funny therapy session because my therapist actually called and texted me this morning. Um, she called and she called me. I didn't pick up because who picks up their phone? Yeah, right. And, like, uh, what, now, it's not, what is that? <laughs> she texted me. She's like, uh, She's like, hey, I just want you to know that, you know, happy birthday. I know it's your birthday today, blah, blah, blah. And uh, (laughs) I had to respond back. uh, Hey, doctor, thanks so much for the birthday wishes, but it's actually not my birthday. Uh, Wish it was, though. Ha ha. Thanks. (laughs) She replied back a minute ago. She said, oh, well, then have a wonderful day. <laughs> so you got the back of the consolation prize. You got the yeah. like, well, it's not your birthday, but I guess you could still have an RA day if you want to. That was a therapy test. And yeah, right. yeah. Wow, do they do that now? Is that I haven't been to therapy in a while. Do they test you? You get anxiety-inducing oh text messages to see how you respond? <laughs> like what if you what if you showed up? What if you were like, thanks, and then you show up to your next appointment and they're like, so. Want to talk about why you lied to me about it? Oh, <laughs> oh that'd be jacked up. <laughs> entrapment? <laughs> my, you think my therapist is working on entrapment? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I'm saying right now. You cannot trust your therapist. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. That's what my <laughs> other therapist. That's why I have a second therapist. <laughs> your backup therapist. <laughs> my yeah. backup therapist. <laughs> your second opinion therapist. <laughs> right. Exactly. He just oh, come boy. in so therapist said to me this week mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think that's about <laughs> what we're really getting at here is that self-improvement is a difficult challenge and you really have to dedicate <laughs> yourself to it's hard it's hard to do anything to make yourself better but that's you know that's life that's how it goes i've there just chosen go. to fail all athletics checks 
and I'm just going to keep pushing the therapy stuff down into the <laughs> deepest recesses until someday it all emerges all at once. Uh, we call that the old-fashioned way. Mm. Yes, I drink a lot of those, too. That's also <laughs> part of the approach. Part yeah. Plan. Slightly uh, we fancy. We call ways. it being a cowboy, so. <laughs> right. I don't know if you noticed. I'm a man. I'm good at man stuff, like fighting and smoking and punching <laughs> and uh, being angry about things. So mm-hmm. I'm going to work on those. I'm just going to focus on yeah. that. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Katie, we we learned that there are uh, immortal uh, immortal uh, jellyfish today. Uh, Katie, yeah, and, and, and with an assist with an assist from a beverage. Do, do you want to tell me how you how you learned this fact? I'm very very good intel. I have people on the inside. They opened up a Snapple bottle, <laughs> <laughs> and there was a fact on the inside. Mm-hmm. I will pull it up. It is real fact, and I wanted you. I will also say that they put real fact in parentheses. Real Wait, when fact. you say they, the people that delivered it to you or Snapple said this? No, Snapple itself okay. has oh. around oh, real Oh, boy. Fact. Good. I pulled up a picture uh-huh. of the Snapple cap. Yeah. Um, it says, real fact, 1469. Nice. Uh, there is a species of jellyfish that is immortal. There you go. And I have submitted that as finite evidence as to why I should have more than 12 hit points. <laughs> It was rejected. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it doesn't say in the Snapple cap that you can you can take a battle axe to this jellyfish over and over and over. It's that it won't die of old age. So, but it also yeah. doesn't not say that. That's that's true. See, thank you. <laughs> I would be I would be disturbed if I opened a bottle of Snapple and the cap said, "Did you know there's a species of jellyfish that you can hit with a battle axe and it won't die?" <laughs> I would feel like. How do you know this, Snapple scientists? Plus, the the extended article did say physical assault. Yeah. Again, who is who is out there physically assaulting jellyfish? Is what I want to know. I don't know. I don't see how turning into a child jellyfish would help it because that's how these are immortal chat is that they turn back into children. So they're essentially ageless. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how like taking a battle axe to a jellyfish and then turning into a child jellyfish. I'm going to use that for a DD monster. You attack, you attack this full grown orc, you deal him six damage and oop, he turns into a baby. What are you going to (laughs) do? He's a baby now. He's a baby orc. (laughs) Obviously. We know the answer. Yes, we kill we kill the baby. What the poor baby orc. No, we it's a baby. <laughs> well, that's that's the eternal dungeons and dragons. It's the conundrum, right? What? That's the that's the moral for 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 folks who may not have been exposed to this. There's this is the first kind of like and primary moral quandary that Dungeons and Dragons presented back when they were publishing the early adventures. There's an adventure in which you find a nest of uh, infant. I think they're kobolds. And the players are meant to decide what to do with these these infant kobolds because they will eventually grow up to become adult kobolds. And they're evil now. They just don't have any evil agency. And they're going to grow up to be adults. And those adult kobolds will do bad things like burn down houses and kill livestock. So do you let them grow up knowing that they are evil no matter what and they will grow up to be evil creatures? Or do you just ax them right now and move on? Oh, my god! Dungeons and Dragons. This is the oppression inherited the system. <laughs> yeah, Dungeons and Dragons really likes being like, how much of a colonialist are you? <laughs> yeah, how much? How hard do you want to push that? It's well, certainly like, it can be adopted. This society can change. Yeah, what except except that they can't. Good. 
That's what is the lawful thing. good in this scenario? Yeah, exactly. They can't. They can't change because they're kobolds. They're evil no matter what. They can't change their alignment. Yeah, yeah. I think chaotic evil and law, like like lawful good would agree on that. Like depending on if you like truly played your character right. Yeah, it's alignment. Alignment is like it's like in real life how like anarchy and libertarianism are like this far apart if you look at them from the right angle. You're like, careful guys, chaotic evil, lawful good. They're pretty good friends if you're not careful. <laughs> yep. Well, at least at least they're not jellyfish. At least we got we only have the one of those and don't oh, have to yeah, worry I about. Talk about jellyfish. I forgot. <laughs> it's fine. That's good. That's yeah, good forty-five hit points. Was that what we came to? I don't think. No, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> I think you have the hit points that the game gives you, and that's how it works. Right. Temp hit points. That's what forty-five temp hit points. <laughs> I heard forty-five temp hit points, and I've written it down in ink. So, wow. here you go, lady, good, good. So it's gonna be harder to cross it out later. <laughs> <laughs> how I play all my crossword puzzles. <laughs> don't tell me I'm wrong. You don't know English. <laughs> Oh, no. There is something bold about writing your character in ink. It just also means you're going to get a lot more character sheets if you do it that way. <laughs> but that's fine. That's okay. Um, let's play some Dungeons and Dragons because we Heck got yeah. we got a mom to meet, and that's Took maybe the time. most important yeah. thing. Um, so last uh, last we saw you, uh, brave brave adventurers, uh, you were headed into the uh, the Golgari underground. You were headed down below the surface of Ravnica to escape from those who might be hunting you. Uh, you had uh, fought off some blue arm-banded goons, uh, and I guess the intent was the one you knocked out was to go back and get him again, but something bad had happened to him, and a, uh, a cloaked figure uh, had been examining the corpse. You tried to chase that figure down, uh, but it didn't go exactly according to plan and they escaped with whatever it was that they that they took and so the decision was to hide out until things blew over a little bit because your hideout uh your normal place of uh, of residence is kind of like obvious invisible and big uh being that it's an enormous turtle creature um and so for now to, until the until the heat blows over uh tack has uh, volunteered to lead the rest of you down to uh, stay with their mom. Um, so I think when we when we come back, we we fade in on on the the group of you. Now, who who remind me who in the party does not have dark vision? Oh, Let me double check. I have it. Oh, <laughs> <That's> so embarrassing. <laughs> Would it be in features and traits? I'd imagine? Yeah, I I feel like Torgor and and Winnegar both. Oh, no, may I not have, yeah, may not have dark vision. Do not have, oh, yes, we actually, in the first episode, we found out I do not have dark That's vision. That's right. Yeah, I think it's the two of you. Okay, all right. So one of one of you two has a uh, a light source, uh, I presume, as you go through these, these tunnels. Is it a lantern or? I have a torch. Okay, all right. So you're down in a, uh, in a, a tunnel that I think is equal parts uh, ancient ruin and uh, natural uh, like mud and and uh, and rock. Uh, so we're seeing as you pass through this this kind of shallow tunnel somewhere below the surface, uh, you're you're seeing bits of ancient wall. Uh, maybe sometimes you're walking on uh, old tile. Um, maybe this was street level at some point, you know, a thousand years ago, but now it's part of the greater Golgari catacomb system uh, that belongs to the swarm. 
Uh, you've all heard, and obviously I'm not addressing tech here because tech, you know the truth. You, you live down here. This is your house. But for the rest of you, you've all heard rumors about the kinds of things that dwell uh, below the uh, below the surface, the kinds of monsters that, that live down here. Uh, this is where the swarm bring the dead for processing. And not all of them turn into... Uh, into mulch for uh, for the fungal like food supply. It's said that that a portion of the bodies that are recovered by the Golgari are turned into their undead servants. Uh, and so, as you as you navigate these halls, some part of your mind is drawn back to those stories heard in in whispers in taverns about the insectoid crawl that live down here, uh, the uh, the dead that walk, uh, and maybe on top of all of that, the the lurking thought of uh, the um, the elven assassins, the Okran, that work for the Golgari, those who enter these caves unbidden, sometimes disappear and never return. Uh, and so there's lots of boogeyman stories about the Golgari. Um, but for you, Tech, this is just this is just another day. This is just another day underground. You're just taking your friends and, and heading home. Um, but at some point during this this navigation, because you're you know you're pretty quick. Maybe it's the fact that you're used to navigating by dark vision. Maybe the light is throwing you off. Uh, maybe it's all the violence of the last couple of days. But at some point, you get turned around. And you realize, Tack, that you, you don't know exactly where you are. Now, how long is it between having that revelation and letting everyone else in on the fact that you're lost? How long does that take? Oh. Uh, let me roll a d20 for my assholery. <laughs> yeah, five pride check, please. Yeah, right, exactly. Let me just, uh, oh, douchebag check right here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> How far would you say typically the, 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 the venture is from surface to tax house? Uh, I don't think you've ever been in the neighborhood that you were in before, like when you left. Um, what was my What was my estimate? If you had to guess, uh, it shouldn't take you any more than um, like two or three hours to find something familiar, right? Like a hub or some kind of like crawl marker post to let you know kind of where things are. Other people might not notice or know this about the the underground, but there are like signposts and markers and stuff like that. It's just that surfacers can't read them. Um, but you haven't found any that you recognize. You've seen some some crawl markings, but this is not a um, it's not a, a location you recognize. And it's been a about, couple of hours. About four and a half to five hours. Okay. Oh my gosh. Sure. Does anyone say anything before then? Like it's been. Let's imagine. Let's imagine it's been, you know, three hours or so. And and tech, you you have the sneaking suspicion. Like maybe I don't know exactly where we are. Uh, does anyone else? bring this up or do you just trust tech to lead you through the, through the road tunnels? starts complaining on like hour two trust, trust tech. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very early Torkor joins in on the complaining about the three and a half hour mark mainly because it's been 90 minutes of complaining and nothing has changed also <laughs> yeah. Torgor hasn't seen a single scary creature and he <laughs> wants to see a big old scary like he is <laughs> dangerous about this about how much he wants to see a big scary creature like <laughs> you're thinking about how you should have fought that giant before and now you're in this tunnel and... well no 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 he's an unleasher right so so yeah. Torgor works with like big scary monsters all the time oh, and that's now right like, i got a new friend i could find a new buddy to take back to the troop like he <laughs> think about a giant golgari worm oh that would be so much fun for the rakos 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I would and it would be a fair amount of uh of of renown for you too if you were able to like find and uh bring one of those back. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, road complaining is directly proportional to how sticky and or dirty she has become. So it's <laughs> it goes on a scale. Nice. So that's just how that is. Yeah, Winnegar is just taking in the sights. <laughs> <laughs> He just like loves it. What is this? What is this? What type of rock is this? Like oh granite? I feel like Winnegar would be the most likely to recognize the fact that they've passed like the same cluster of phosphorescent mushrooms like three times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything's so beautiful here. This looks like the stuff we saw earlier. <laughs> and the third time Winnegar has said that, Torgor takes notice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, who's the one that, that suggests that you're lost? Or, Tack, do you own up to it? Uh, I think Tack, like, as Tack starts to realize that they're lost, they get, like, they had started off where they were very excited and they were running on ahead of the group. But now they're, like, almost in step with the rest of the group, just kind of, like, looking around. <laughs> mm. Tack, do you know where, where we're going? Of course I know. Torgor Torgor hates to accuse liars, but Torgor thinks you're lying. Well, maybe you should just keep your personal issues to yourself. Tech, Torgor has yet to see any new friends. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you like me to walk us into the middle of a den of horrible beasties? Tech, could you walk us anywhere? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Winnegar goes and uh Winnegar goes and walks over and looks at some mushrooms. Oh, look at these guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it would be easier to navigate if people weren't complaining the whole time, throwing off my attention. I was helping. Where are you? Yes, I I don't know. I I thought that if I stated Sort of what was happening. You know, I was letting you know that an hour had passed. I was letting you know that two hours had passed. I was letting you know that three hours had passed. I'm sorry um, we're not doing this on your timetable. If you'd like to lead us through the uh, Golgari swarm. Do you have thing. a timetable that totally you'd like free. to see? Ah! <laughs> tech is just like, ah! <laughs> how, about th- how about this, Tech? Torgor is like, you read signs for us and tell us which way is closer to your house. Do you, can you do that? Yeah, do you I have can, a house? Do you have a, Of where? course I have a house. Do you have a house? Do you, wait, do you actually have a house? Of course I have a house. Why wouldn't I have a house? Just because I live underground, just because I'm small and a goblin and kind of kill people, why yeah, wouldn't I'm, I have well, a house? You know, Tokor's never heard of no, any stories yeah. about houses in the Golgari. No one talks about Golgari architecture or home life. And that, you know what I mean? Like, I've never Is heard of any... Oh That's, my God, Torgor! This is their house. Oh this my God. is their house. Oh, oh my gosh! Figured it out. Wow, great. I'm, tell I'm, me more I'm about your above ground system that tells you all about the customs of the Golgari and everything. <laughs> tell me about how like they don't keep us underground and thus keep information about us in the dark. That's fine. You know what Torgor would love? A first hound storyteller, maybe a narrator who can tell us all these stereotypes are inaccurate. <laughs> oh wait, we don't know where that person is. <laughs> 
you guys ever notice that mushrooms are like trees for ants? <laughs> and like, <laughs> like, like, this is like mommy and daddy fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are there any signs anywhere? Yeah. yeah, I mean, you can you can make a uh, a survival roll to try to get your bearings. Right now, the the group you're standing at something of a tunnel intersection. Uh, it's like a Y a Y shaped intersection, and it it heads off in one direction. Um, and uh, you can you can see that it kind of like navigates down slightly. The other one stays more or less level, and it's here uh, again, kind of one of those junctures of like a mix of a natural terrain and uh, previously okay. crafted uh, stuff. I rolled a 17, so an 18 with survival. Okay. Um, you can roll it in, in roll 20 so we can get it up on the oh, screen. Oh, I am everybody. so sorry. Okay. You are correct. <laughs> That's cool. This is me. Wow, I can't believe we just uh, caught TK cheating. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yes. No, it was I, a trust, I trust you, TK. It was but. No, it's cool. This way. We oh, it's way worse. It's way worse. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, tax lost. Um. So I, I think the thing is you you look around and uh, you see maybe you didn't notice this the first or, or the second time. And now that you're taking like a good long look at the area, uh, you see that there are some uh, some scratched markings. And I, I imagine because the the crawl uh, have um, like they have opposable thumbs, they can they can pick things up. But but I think that their writing is probably like a uh, sort of cuneiform, like it's it scratches. Uh, you see a, a crawl marking uh, on the wall that indicates that this is uh, the territory of a uh, like a crawl hive, uh, and that outsiders are not welcome here. Does anybody else speak crawl? I imagine only Tack does. Yeah. Yeah. I, so nobody, I don't think anybody else recognizes this from like a. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't tell you that it's it's a, anything other than some strange scratches on the wall. <laughs> oh, okay. why do I speak goblin? That's a great question. Maybe Sorry, maybe maybe Tack taught you. Maybe very basic. <laughs> this just picked up from like Tack grumbling. Um. Okay, so I I see this sign, mm-hmm. and it has on it that we're really not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. This is a problem. And Tack, like, looks at it, and then, like, looks at the two of them, and says, oh, we're almost there. Good. Okay. You said that. You've said that twice to me before already. And that was at the hour 20 mark and the 235 mark. Um, you keeping and- a log? <laughs> <laughs> the rudest log. Torgar's like, no, 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 no. Tech now knows that we knew they were lying. So they wouldn't lie to us now. It's true. Right. Yeah. I have nothing to gain. You call somebody out once and it fixes them forever. It's exactly. True. And this isn't your house? No, I have an actual house. Okay. We'll, we'll see. Right. Well, my mom does. So the idea here, Tack, is to, to press on, uh, despite the fact that you're in, a, you're, in a, you're in a neighborhood you don't belong in? Yeah, but like, okay. try to find my way out of this neighborhood. Yeah, right. Try to sort of skirt the, skirt the danger. Try to be like, no, we're totally almost there. But also, maybe we don't go in this direction. Maybe we go in another direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Tech, 
it, we're, we're at a Y, like a fork in the road in the yeah. intersection. So right or left? Uh, left is fine. Okay. Wait, what it's, did you say? It's fine. It's fine. Left is fine. Can I roll an insight Everyone to see that, if I can? Yeah, tell. I think so at this point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So tech, tech, make a make a deception check. Make a deception check, and then everybody else can try to try to see through. Tech's nine. Oh, uh, no, that's so that's okay. That's that's road's road got a nine. So road, you. Oh my god! Did it work? No, so close. Okay, so here's how it shakes out. So tech gets a sixteen on the deception, uh, and then road and uh, Torgor both. Are, are fooled to get a nine and a three, but not you, not you, Winnegar. You something, something's not right about this. Winnegar's been playing att- paying attention to the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's probably picked a mushroom from every cluster. Yeah, a little mushroom bouquet. He's got like eight mushrooms, and he's like, "Hey, this one fits perfectly." Yeah, ikebana, but fungus. So yeah, Winnegar, what do you, what do you, do you say anything or do anything when you realize that that Tack is full of shit? Uh. <laughs> So Winnegar, while like Rhodes and Torgor are having like their little conversation about lying, <laughs> like how you can't, how you know a liar, uh, Winnegar just like goes over to tack with some mushrooms and uh, kind of like leans over and be like, "Hey, uh, Tack, you don't know where we're going, do you?" If you eat one of those mushrooms, I'll give you a gold piece. We're not doing this again. I'm not falling for that again, Tack. Well, uh, actually, uh, it's a it's a, a Zeno, I believe. Uh, <laughs> you already owe me so many zibs for eating so much other stuff. Uh, Tack, you don't know where you're going. Okay, look, do you know where we're going? No, I don't, but we should all be in on not the, the not knowing part. Why? Be- because. Because we, why? Maybe there's other things that we can like perceive or investigate. Heck. <laughs> like, what? like what? Give me a specific reason. Like this over here. And I want to do an investigation on what we have going on. Yeah, you want to try to get a handle on the on the situation generally. Yeah. Uh okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's that's perception, right? Just like taking stock of the situation. Uh if I you hope had... you roll a one and just pick up a rock. <laughs> <laughs> What's this rock? Hey, you got oh, 11. 11. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not bad. Um, okay, so I mean, what do you what do you want to know, Winnegar? Like, what is what is what are you curious about here? What are you trying to figure out? You know, based on um, like what Tack has told us about her mother or where her mother lives, there's this is a, a fork in the road. So, mm-hmm. like, is one part of the road does it look different than the other? Like, it, does one have more foot traffic going someplace? Like, that can lead us somewhere. The, um, yeah, do, the, do I notice our footprints? Like, we have a minotaur. Do I notice their footprints if we've gone in a circle? I think, yeah, you haven't been to this specific intersection uh, before. Like, you, you wandered around in a very circuitous route and ended up here. Uh, the two tunnels before you, uh, one of them seems to lead, uh, like I said, leads down into... What might be a ruin of uh, of some former neighborhood or borough of of Upper Ravnica from uh, you know millennia past? Uh, the other seems to be a more naturally uh, naturally hewn tunnel uh, that runs like flat with where you are. Okay, um, um, but I you haven't, you haven't been here yet. Cool. I relay all that information. Attack, attack. When you remember your place or where we're going, 
mm-hmm. which one sounds like it would belong? Which one? Was? To to like the the two locations I just described. <laughs> ruins, Ravnica ruins. Not so much. What? I mean, they both sound okay. <laughs> I'm not asking if they sound okay, but I'm asking like, what, what do you, oh, God, heck. <laughs> Fine, the uh, room re- sound great. Well, I, I still don't know if you're actually thinking about it or, or, and then I relay the information to the rest of you. Why would I think about it? I know where my house is. <laughs> yeah, like tech, you have a great idea of where you are and you have a great idea of where your house is. It's just all the stuff in the middle that you're not totally yeah, sure about. Like- like a, There's some a, stuff. A bleh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, knowing. We turn for, <laughs> and then we're there. <laughs> well, I relay the information to uh, Rhodes and Torgor, just mm-hmm. like that. I don't think Tack knows where we're going. And two, uh, this is what we. This is what I think is on either where it leads. So, like, mm-hmm. what do you think best case scenario is? Can. Torward, do an investigation of the two different paths. Yeah, what are you? What are you investigating? Like the, just like the stonework, the like stonework, the foot traffic. Um, yeah, I don't think I think this is this is uh, sort of key too. Like the the area down here, there's not a lot of kind of incidental environmental like dust or anything. The ground is pretty like dry and uh, and like stone, so it's hard to track footprints. Okay. Um, you do notice. Uh, we'll make a make an investigation check as you look for fine details. Just to see where I am at. You get a five. Uh, okay, you're underground Correct. for sure. Um, yes, <laughs> uh, guys, we're definitely underground. Yeah, you're in a tunnel. Uh, mm-hmm. Your friends are here. Um, you're a minotaur, so mm-hmm. you got that covered. Uh, that's, I think that's about it. That's all the, <laughs> the information you're capable of of figuring out right about now. Um, so while while everyone is is uh, discussing this. Um, I think, Rode, you hear something uh, in the tunnel behind you. Uh, you hear like a faint clattering sound, uh, maybe some clicking noises from the from the tunnel behind you. Hey, Rhodes, what's going on? What's up? Rode, what? <laughs> Echoes, minotaur loud <laughs> off the walls. Uh, Rod, if you want to make a, a perception check, if you try to shush everybody and you, like you want to listen, I'd love to. Oh nice. dear, Why? that's a that's a five. You got a five. It's good. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. That's good stuff. Everybody's rolling great today. I'm um, doing a very good job so far. Me and okay, yeah. You don't hear it again. It's like it's you hear it once, and then you ever get everybody to shush to the point where you're like, maybe you maybe you're just hearing things. Maybe it didn't. Maybe there wasn't anything. Um. I was wrong. I thought I heard something, but uh, clearly it was just your arguing. So I guess I'm still good. All right. Well, do we just want to choose one? Because no one knows what's happening. Can I look for a way above ground? <laughs> uh, above you is, is, only, is only rock. And, and maybe it occurs to you, you have no idea how far below the surface of the plane oh, you yeah. are. Are you crazy? I was saying, is Rhode claustrophobic at all? Like, yeah, are you having a moment now? She, her, her skin is like itching. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> Torgor's like, mm, I don't think anyone would live in old ruins. 
other than monsters. And Torgor wants to see monsters. You're but, not. But not now, Road. Yes, I see. I see. Okay, so we, we should take clean, clean, even path, right? Yes, In less future, Right? Is that, is that right? Yeah, to attack. What do you think? You're just like still trying to decide. <laughs> Tech chuckles nervously. <laughs> God. But also, I really did forget where Tech's mom lives. Yeah. Like he dated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we never, we hadn't, we haven't actually determined it, right? We haven't talked about that yet. So cool. you're, um, this is the thing about the Golgari is they tend to be, uh, there are a bunch of different kinds of creatures that belong to the swarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a, a, a broad uh, a broad guild made up of a bunch of different kinds of creatures. But within it, there is, uh, there is sort of internal division, right? Like the, the Devkarin keep kind of to themselves. Uh, the Crawl have their, their hives throughout the underground. Um, so there's not, there's not a ton of uh, crossover. So your... Your I feel mother like we discussed your, our mom, my yeah. mom living in the ruins. Yeah, so she lives she would live in uh like with the other with other Devkrin. She would live in one of the the kind of there's this like sepulchral grace to some of these places, right? Like these big wide open spaces underground, these enormous caverns where there were um collapses and so there would be like towers and buildings, but above you instead of the sky, there's the ceiling of kind of like a Menzo Baranzan effect, right? Where you're like mm-hmm. deep underground. Um, the elves, the Devkar intend to be there. Uh, many of the Golgari like temples and stuff are in those kinds of places. Um, but because of some political situation that I don't know how tuned in Tack is to it, um, your mom's like a bit of an outcast, right? She still lives in in that area, but not, you know, in one of the the big like estates or whatever, certainly below yeah. her status. Uh, yeah would indicate but yeah that'd be that'd be where you would you would think to to go you would want to like pull towards yeah. the more sort of Ta- civilized parts yeah. of the underground when Tak was like oh the ruins sound good like Tak's like no we should go to the ruins <laughs> but uh Tak is not good at communicating that because they're more afraid of being like obviously wrong yeah and i think we, than we, they are dying Winnegar, you you pick that up and you've i mean right. here's the thing about the the is it league like that that's not so much you've seen some like people who are unwilling to be wrong uh, and certainly people unwilling to admit that their experiments are flawed, um, but it's in an <laughs> academic context, right? It's like, if you can get a bad result, it's better than no result at all. Um, but you, you're definitely aware when you're with a, with your 20 insight that tech is struggling a little right now <laughs> and, and everybody's attention is on them and they're, they're feeling a little like, Put Maybe on the I spot. just need a friend right now. Yeah. So. Don't, don't be tax friend. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Tax looks one, kind of pitiful. The person who says they don't need a friend is the one who needs a friend the most. Tack puts their hand on their melon baller. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> dare you. I dare you to friend me. Do it. <laughs> I feel you. Friend. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I'm at a loss. So the group wants to go to the even the, the even. Well, Torgor is like really like asking the group, like, yeah. does my reasoning sound right? Does I like is that okay? We should go this way. Tack points towards the ruin path. Yeah, yeah, the like uh, the path that sort of turns into stairs and, and heads down. Confident. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So yeah, comes to I, worse, I we're don't back know either here. way. So yeah. yeah. I, 
I mean, we could Let's go, go. the way you want to go if you want. No, we might. We'll probably be back here, and Torvor can find out what's down this path later. That's true. Our our paths do seem to be circular in a way. It's like we're always hunting down death because we're afraid of what life could really mean. Without... Oh my god! Oh my god! Go. Right, Torgor has not. Torgor has not had a bundt cake in hours. You can't yeah. just, just, just walk. <laughs> that just like goes down the path, but you can hear their voice like on the walls. Like maybe I am really just chasing my own demise. <laughs> A life of peace, having to be alone with myself and my thoughts and my problems. <laughs> it keeps going down. Uh, I think X going through an existential crisis, guys. <laughs> or are we just gonna let them attack the freshman philosophy major? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Tech starts writing some really angsty rap lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I've written a slam about this. <laughs> Quick chat. I need a, a Ravnica name for like Lincoln Park. <laughs> I expect that in five minutes. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So you uh, you begin heading down uh, this this staircase, and you're you're moving away from the the natural tunnels and more into a uh, an area that's been repurposed and uh, and kind of like excavated, much like uh, much like you would see uh, dinosaur bones emerging from from ancient stone. We see walls start to start to form around you. You see a, a window that at one point was open to maybe a park or something, but now there's only rock wall behind it. Uh, this place has been uh, naturally eroded and and mechanically like carved out. And as you get further down, the uh, the stone um, gives way to, uh, to this like tile floor and you walk out into a, uh, into a plaza. There is a, a set of broken columns that sort of surrounds this, this open area. There's a, a section in the middle that might've been a fountain at one point. And now from that, that fountain, there is some kind of like fungal garden that has been, uh, planted and is being tended here. So hundreds of tiny, slightly phosphorescent mushrooms create, a a bed, and then from it, taller, uh, strange kind of spore fronds uh, emerge up from uh, from this the central bed. And as you look around, you can see that there is uh, there is a growth of some kind uh, on the walls and on the columns uh, that looks like a uh, kind of like grayish, like a papery uh, material. Uh, you you don't I think recognize it as a glance, but it looks like it's been secreted or or like draped across uh, all of the stonework here um and uh, and around this this mushroom garden uh there are several several tunnels leading out um but to navigate this this area you'll have to pass through kind of the the like fungal bloom in the center is this is this something that tack recognizes now uh you can make a nature check if you want to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this this area, um, there's two. There's two things. So one, the spore garden is like a birthing uh, pod for uh, thalids, uh, which are like a fungal, semi-autonomous, like fungal creature uh, that is used for like manual labor by several members of the Golgari uh, swarm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're little kind of like semi-mindless fungal creatures, uh, and this is a place that grows them. Um, and the excretions are uh, like crawl, uh, like hive papering. So they're kind of like wasps. They like chew up uh, material and they they spit out this stuff they used to build. Um, so you've you've wandered into a, a crawl salad garden. All right. Do I do I have any sense of knowing whether or not um, 
whether these these uh, are empty? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you got a 16 in your check. So if you want to yeah. go over and take a closer look, <laughs> yeah, I could answer that question for you. I would, I would, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it, but I'm also gonna like pull out the rapier for, uh, for the pokins just mm-hmm. in case, just to like, not, not to stab, but just to like tap the daubing, you know, mm-hmm. just to. Okay, uh, I would I would love to to investigate further at least one of them near the entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so as you uh, as you get closer to it, um, I mean they're all kind of clustered around this this central area. Uh, as you get closer to it, um, yeah, you can see that these these are all kind of either f- food fungus for the the growing like pods. Mm-hmm. It looks like a fairly freshly installed. Um, garden. This area has been claimed okay. by the crawl relatively recently. Um, oh, okay. None of the none of the thalads are are full grown. You can see some of the spore pods starting to grow, but so these are uh, early early inception. Yeah, yeah, they've just been uh, installed. Uh, tack, throw the little thumbs up. Mm-hmm. So, Road, you hear you hear that noise again. From the tunnel yeah. that you just came from, you hear like a clicking. Is it like somebody dropped like some rock, like some small rocks or pebbles or something? You know, like a clicking sound from from the staircase you just descended. I turn. I I go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I turn around and I head. I head towards the the sound making. Yeah, you wanna you leave the leave yes. the the pool of light that uh that uh, Torgor because you don't need it. You can see, but yeah, I can see. Yeah. Okay. I like. Mm, I don't trust any of them to not be loud about it. Nope, I go by myself. Okay, and are you trying to like sneak? Are you like trying to walk yes. quietly? Okay, yeah, make a stealth yes. roll. Oh, it feels so oh, good. To hell be back. yeah! <laughs> All right, would you would you get a twenty two? Okay. Yes. All right. It's good to be sneaky. Uh, okay, uh, I only got a fifteen to oppose you. So you see, you see the creatures that have been following you. Um, you, you barely, you barely get out of the light, out of the pool of light. And as your eyes adjust, uh, to the, uh, to the darkness, um, you see three human sized crawl. Uh, I don't know if you've ever, if Road has ever seen a crawl before. Uh, they don't really leave the, the, um, the underground very often. Uh, sometimes you'll see them flying in like swarms. Uh, above areas that lead directly into their hives, they're um, they're humanoid insects basically. So they have um, they have like an insectoid kind of like thorax with two big long legs sticking out of them that end in points, and then they're like centaurs kind of from the waist up. They're more human shaped. They have a, a like a torso and two long arms uh, with hands, like three fingered hands, uh, and then they have um, a sort of mantis-like head with like mandibles up on the front. These ones are all like dark green, uh, which you know their coloring and the patterns on them indicate something. Um, one of them, uh, as they're as they're speaking to each other quietly, because you sneak up on them, as they're speaking to each other, you uh, you can hear their their strange kind of buzzing, like clicking language with their their mandibles. Uh, one of them's carapace sort of flicks open and shut, and you can see little wings underneath. Um, and, uh, they're, they're sort of hunkered down. They've been following you. They all have spears. Um, and they seem to be talking about like what to do next. Uh, you can see from here how uh, easy it's been to follow you because you turn and look back at your friends and there's this big pool of light in what's otherwise a completely like pitch black, 
uh, place. But you're hiding in the shadow at the edge of that light, and the three of them do not seem to have noticed you yet. Okay. Um, I would like to back away mm-hmm. um, and try to get back to Tack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you can just go back down the stairs. They're they're basically hiding right at the edge of the pool of light. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I get back to tack, I like <laughs> lean down and I'm like, I assume your mom's not like three bugs. She's <laughs> 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 like smart. Let's not kill that's her mom. Great, that's that's great. great. I assume your mom's not wow. three bugs. That's a, the Hallmark greeting card for you. Right there. Tech, like, I don't know the woman, but I assume she's not three huge insect people. Impossible, right? Right? Just asking. It's great. Yeah, it's good. But it's tag, so who knows? Yeah. Peers up through like these squinty eyes. Is like, you're tired, so I know you don't mean that to be insulting. <laughs> No. Now, Tack has lived an entire life underground among the crawl and everything. Yeah. Uh, they probably know that there's some manner of patrols that are meant to ensure the safety of these pods and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how much does, does Tack know how to, like, approach this? Like, we sheath all our weapons and, like, walk through this area with our hands, like, above our heads, <laughs> like, away from touching things. Like, does, does Tack know anything about, like, diffusing a situation like this? Uh, well, there's no, there's no etiquette skill. But we talked a little bit last time about, like, changing religion out to be, like, a guild skill. Mm-hmm. Um I think in this case, you could. there's a bunch of options. Um, I think trying to figure out what the etiquette of this situation would be would be like a charisma roll of some... Let's make, it a, let's make it a charisma saving throw. Let's just make it a charisma save because it's avoiding danger by knowing the right thing to do personality-wise. <laughs> you want me to go ahead and make that? Yeah, idea? please. If you could. Oh. Yeah, minus two. Oh. So the correct thing to do, uh, so you, you're pretty sure this is either for uh, crawl warriors or grizzly bears. You have to make yourself Sorry. as big as possible. That's a negative one. It's a negative one. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, you, you can't remember. It's either bears or the crawl. And for one of them, you're supposed to make yourself as big as possible and wave your arms and yell and like bang <laughs> pots and pans. And like try to scare them right by by making like make yourself really huge. You, that, it's my, it might be these guys. You can't remember. You haven't interacted with the crawl in a long time. Tack. Oh no. <laughs> okay. I'm so sorry, party. And it's okay. the podcast, I'm leaning forward and like putting my <laughs> hands together and begging their uh, <laughs> forgiveness. Um. You have like 20 hit points combined. Well, what's, have, what's great? I have two hit points. Yeah, what's great here is Tack is the most injured of all of you. So, Tack has eight wisdom. Mm-hmm. So, you can guarantee this is, this is a mistake and Tack's going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, Tack like confidently pushes their way through the rest of the party and starts down this hallway, which they can see through because they are, they have dark vision. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you just you leave and, the light. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And so you you'll come you'll come face to face then right away with the three. Oh, yeah. You're making no effort to to hide. The three of them turn, and as you walk out into the into the shadow, you do indeed see uh, three uh, crawl warriors, and uh, two of them are kind of like on the floor. Uh, one of them is partway up on the ceiling, uh, like clinging to the, the ceiling, and they look at you as you as you approach. Your eyes adjust, the light falling behind you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and they, they brandish their spears. Uh, I'll give you a chance to say something first before they- Tax goal. <laughs> <laughs> Tax goal switch to crawl. Uh-huh. And so the rest of the group will hear very, like, loud, like, clicking and worrying and bu- buzzing. Mm-hmm. And say, <laughs> No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Perfect. Good. Yes. Tiny little goblin comes out waving a melon baller. Uh, crawl. Uh, I have not taken it. Oh, you haven't? You're just like, just, like waving your... this with my arms. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, and uh, yeah. And, and crawl is like a very difficult language to speak if your bottom jaw doesn't separate. Um, so, you know, you're, you're pretty sure your, your accent's pretty bad, but you, you can get the words out. Um, yeah. Make, make an intimidation check. I like how someone in the chat is like, tax gonna give it to you. <laughs> And I guarantee this will be like Mr. X coming in just slapping me straight in the face. <laughs> yeah, make uh, make that intimidation check. Uh, mm, my negative. Oh, so intimidating! Oh my god! <laughs> so intimidating. Okay, I'll make a I'll make a wisdom save uh, uh, for for these. So that you got a seventeen, despite your uh, negative two, despite yeah. your negative two. Uh, I also oh. rolled a seventeen. So uh, Ty goes to the defender. So in this case, you are terribly intimidating, but they are they are unafraid. Yeah, uh, I think maybe you startle them. Uh, yeah. So they they kind of like skitter back slightly and then realize like, oh, it's, it's just one goblin. Uh, and the the lead, the one that uh, we saw the wings kind of like flickering from before, uh, it does kind of the same. Like it, it does that that praying mantis thing where it gets up on its legs like as high as it can and it flaps its wings open and it has these like iridescent like emerald wings that pop out of the back of its carapace and they they flicker and it kind of hisses at you. Uh, the rest of us see this now, right? Like we can, we're paying attention. Tor- to Torgor and, and Winnegar, you can't. You hear all the noises coming from from just outside the edge of your torchlight. Uh, yeah. Road, you see this happening. Um, but if you moved right. the light forward, yeah, you would you would see it. So you let okay. me know if that's what you want to do. I think Torgor, while hearing this happen, starts like doesn't see tech but hears tech. Yeah, so starts following a little bit with the torch out. Okay, and also in his other hand. Prepping his heavy crossbow. Yeah, it's just getting your crossbow out. Okay. Yeah. So heavy crossbow takes uh, takes two hands to use. So you have to pass oh, the torch to to Winnegar or or Road. Yeah. I'll pass um, the torch to Winnegar. Okay. So you're like <laughs> loading up your crossbow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, this uh, this crawl, uh, yeah, makes itself all like big and hisses at you and kind of does that thing where it like snaps at you in the air to try to push you back. Uh, it's not attacking you outright though, uh, which is interesting. Um. And I think that it says, uh, as it tries to drive you back, it, it looks down and in crawl. So for everybody else, you just hear like the, the buzzing and clicking. Uh, it says, um, far from home, little goblin. This is hive territory. You and your friends look like prey. And the other two kind of like hiss and like scratch their claws against the floor. Are they like the cops? <laughs> 
Um, Tack has made a grave error. And I'm not too proud as TK to say that Tack has done this. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that Tack, realizing they have only two hit points and are near death, mm-hmm. looks at the situation and then says back and crawl, realizing that none of their friends speak crawl. We're kind of lost. Uh, can you actually point me towards my house? Because I'm not really sure where I am and I don't want to admit to anybody that I don't know where we're going. Please help. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, make a uh, yeah. Make like a, make a per, make a persuade check. Like, listen, we're just lost, and it's we don't need to make this a big no! thing. Yeah, nine. Okay, good. It's okay. It's okay. What do what do they roll against it? What do they roll against it? Uh, I think in this case, like, they're not they're not trying to resist. It's just like, can you turn the conversation towards like kindness? And I I think that in this case, a nine is just it's not sufficient for them to take pity oh. on you. No, it's like b- well below average. So I, I think that the um the the crawl the lead crawl steps forward again, kind of like this looming over you, uh with the with their spear, and they look down, and they they kind of lean in, and they say, uh, a little goblin flesh, some fertilizer for the garden, I think, uh. and it uh it points the it points the spear at you, uh and says, um, perhaps we will be merciful. Your friends won't have to watch you die. And it looks up, and I think the closest, now that the light is, like, here, um, who's the closest person? Like, Torgor, you're coming forward, you and Winnegar. But, Rode, you, yeah. you can see in the dark. Who's the person that would be the next person behind? Uh, behind I'm, that? like, I've been pretty close to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't please sure if you wanted to stay hidden or not, Rode. Please, make I my think, friends watch me die, please. I think Torgor would probably come up closer. Okay, all right. Because he's still like, curious, but that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So the the crawl, the the warrior looks at uh, at you, Torgor, and uh, and says, um, "The hive will be merciful. We will let, and this is in common. We will let the three of you go if you leave the goblin with us." It's dripping from his mandible. Yeah. <laughs> Just does like it. It's it's silent for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, really everyone thinks about it. Everyone truly thinks about it. You know that's fair. I deserve. Winnegar comes around the corner. He's like, "Hey, what? Who are these guys?" And he's just like holding his torch. Yeah, hey guys. <laughs> um, so you you notice, uh, Winnegar, that um, the this this crawl, like they're they're un, the the three of them are unadorned, save for like markings that you you wouldn't recognize the detail of, but they have like uh, ritual like scratch markings on some of their carapace. But the one in the front has some kind of like gorget or like neck thing like it's a it's just a piece of like metal with a um uh like a gla- a little glass like hemi like bulb on it uh and it's sitting on the front of its its carapace it doesn't seem to be like implanted but it's it's like a gorget or a, a necklace or something uh, made out of metal it's like an odd an odd thing that separates this one from the other two hmm. my name is Winnegar. this is torgor Tack and Rhodes. We are lost. You just point at the shadow. Like there's another one right there. She's right there. <laughs> and uh over there. The uh the one charge uh, nods his head, and as as it speaks, you can see the little the little bulb thing on its its neck piece glowing. Uh 
And uh, and it says uh, it says uh, we are the speaker for this hive. We understand you, Vidalkin. We will take oh, the we will uh, we will take the goblin as payment for passing through our hive. The rest of you may go. Oh, um, it, is there is there any other form of payment that you would take that we'd be interested in? And uh, it it casts these like you know, segmented eyes over the group of you, uh, and it says uh, the Minotaur's life would also be acceptable. Oh, okay. At Are we this only- moment, Torgor fires the crossbolt directly <laughs> at the leader. You're <laughs> oh like, God. I got a present for you. Blam! <laughs> <laughs> That's like so offended. Sure, yeah, do it. Do it. Rock and roll. Go, go for it, Torgor. Do it. Okay, so I gotta. As soon as Torgor fires his crossbow, and uh, and it goes flying past, like (laughs) he's just in his head. He's like, one thing. I don't know why it doesn't even matter how much. (laughs) (laughs) Do I have advantage because they're not expecting it? Uh, I mean, I think I think in this case the situation is already pretty charged. So they okay. saw you with the crossbow. Like, um, Torgor shoots and text just like, "Oh, thank the peacock." <laughs> <laughs> so you you fire and yeah, uh, yeah and the the crossbow uh, deflects off of the uh, the the carapace of the of the leader who uh, like hisses uh, and the others uh, the others kind of rear up and they yeah they're gonna attack you if you're shooting crossbow uh. bolts at them. Um, cool. So let's, I guess let's do that. Let's make that <laughs> Roll happen. Initiative. Yeah. Let me, let me clear the initiative order here and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll do, we'll do it up. Oh, I have my key points back. Perfect. Okay. At least I, I can it. make it out. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Torgor. Select. Yeah. Here we go. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Good initiative. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I love to see that happen. Good. Good. Oh, beautiful. Oh, you know what I'm using that for. Right, so Tech, Tech got a 23. Uh, Torgari got a 1. Uh, uh-huh. The Crawl got a 13. Winnegar got a 21. Okay. And, uh, and Average Rose, best. you got a 10. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to roll. Yeah, let me nice roll. Job. I'm gonna roll a d20. I'm just gonna give a. I'm gonna give them a check to see if they actually noticed you, Road, or not. Because your okay. your hiding was only really given away by uh, when you're pointing in your direction. So I'll, I'll <laughs> give them a. I'll say it, it gives them another chance to spot you. But you rolled great. I got an eight, nice. so they're they don't see you. So you're technically hidden at the beginning of uh, the beginning of this fight. Okay. Uh, okay. So Tack, uh, you hear the the twang of a crossbow and the sound of things going wrong. Uh, what do you what do you want to do? You're maybe like, this is all happening quite quite close quarters, right? Like if we, I don't have like a, a full map for it, but we can we can kind of halfway theater in mind this thing. So the group of you, like tech, you're kind of like here, and then everybody else is like, yeah, like back up here. I don't think they're in in like melee range of you yet. Oh. Um, but you're, yeah, they're like a little ways away. So you're kind of spread out like this. There's this hallway. The hallway's maybe like 15 feet wide. The ceiling is uh, 10 feet above you. It's kind of like a, squ- a squat uh, arch. And uh, one of the crawl is kind of up on the ceiling. They can just like run around on the ceiling and stuff. And then the other two are on the floor. They all have spears. Uh, cool, attack, cool. it is your turn. What are you going to do? So like, my mom taught me a lot of lessons when I was a kid. And the number one is them is, if you can move, move. If you can attack, attack. 
But if you can use your bonus action for nimble escape (laughs) to disengage and run behind the big guy, you should absolutely do that. I would like to do that. (laughs) Man, I wish wish my parents had taught me life lessons using mechanisms of whatever underlying (laughs) role-playing game the world uses. Like, listen, Tack, I'm going to tell you something. As your parent here, I need you to know this. During your turn, you're going to get three chances. You get an action, you get a move, and you get a bonus action. Now, the older you get, the more options you're going to have for your bonus action, honey. True, it's true. Uh, And the thing is that, like... Goblins weren't even a playable race when my mom was teaching me D and D. That's <laughs> when I was your age. We couldn't even be a goblin. Kids today, they got all these genders. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> got all these classes, multi class. That's right. When I when I was a kid, you could be a fighter, a cleric, a wizard, or a thief. Nothing else. None of this. I would, I would love to like disengage uh-huh. and run and hide behind Torgor, like look over at Winnegar, like, hey, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't you don't have to disengage. So you can move and you can oh, use okay. your action to actually hide behind Torgor because Torgor is big okay. enough to hide you, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Uh, I didn't know because they have like spears, so I didn't. Yeah, know they, yeah, yeah. They they were they're within spear throwing range, okay. but they're okay, not. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. I didn't know if I had the like. That's fine. That's fine. And I'm just gonna. Um, nimble escape hide then. Yeah, yeah. Do it. So roll yeah. uh roll your your sneaky there. Nice. nice. Oh. <laughs> so hidden. So okay, hidden. so I'll use, we'll use the red bubble to indicate how, how well hidden. And you got a, uh, can you go to 22 on your sneak? What, a 24? Uh, no, no, for when oh. Road was hiding. Yeah, stealth 22. For oh, Road. okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the crossbow fires, uh, bounces off the, the shell of the lead, uh, lead crawl, and then uh, Tack goes running, slides, slides under your legs, Torgo, and, uh, and disappears. Uh, mm-hmm. Winnegar, it is your turn. You have a torch in one hand. What would you like to do? Um, as soon, like, I want to uh, drop the torch, like, on the ground and uh, cast Shocking Grasp. If, like, you, like, if you flat out drop the torch, there is a chance it will yeah. go out. Oh, you can still do it, but there's a chance that it will it will extinguish in the process. Um, now, if you want to, you can like gently set it down, but that takes yeah, a lot more effort. You can also still cast with it in your hand; like you don't have to put oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that then. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, are they wearing armor at all, or no? Uh, they're they're made of armor. Oh, okay. Yeah, they Metal? have they have or... a carapace. No, so it's it's just like no. chitin. Gotcha. So he winds up and click. So let's see here for shocking grasp. You'll have to, and this is this is the danger of shocking grasp. It is a touch spell, so you will have to run up and grasp them. Gotcha. Do you want to do that? Yeah, the guy who was right in front of me. Okay. I love I love our tank. Oh no! So brave. Mm-hmm. Such a failure. I try. I tried so hard <laughs> and got so far. In the end, house, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> <laughs> so you you come running forward. Uh, your your is it spellcasting apparatus begin to hum uh, energy coursing through your hand, and you reach out and uh, the the crawl like slaps you aside, uh, and the charge dissipates in the empty air. Uh, um, Static fingers, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so the one in front of you, uh, Winnegar, is going to uh, engage with you. Uh, the other two skitter across the wall and 
uh, engaged Torgor. So they they Sounds come good. pouring over and, and lunge towards you. Uh, and the one the one in front of you, uh, Winnegar, is going to attack with the spear. Uh, gets a twenty three. Oh yeah, that hits. And you take three damage. <laughs> take three damage. Oh no. It's like I'm paranoid. <laughs> Get out of here. You take Get on here. Stop. Stop. <laughs> so you take three so damage. Mad. So you, you lunge at him with the, the crackling energy in your hand, and he, he slaps you aside and stabs you in the thigh with, uh, with his, his spear. Um, and uh, yeah, so you take three damage. Uh, and, uh, and then the other two uh, go after Torgor with their spears. Mm-hmm. The first one uh, misses, gets a seven. Nice. And the second one gets than a sixteen. A, gets a nine. Yes. The two of them, yeah. So you're you're able to fight them off. Uh, you've yeah. still got your crossbow in your hand. Mm. Uh, and uh, Road, it is your turn. None of these these crawl warriors seem to notice you. You are hidden in the shadows. All right, I'm gonna go help Winnegar. Okay, smart. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm heading over. I guess coming in from behind, if possible. Sure. Yeah. Um, and just. Um, let's do, let's just try, let's try some unarmed monk punching. Um, yeah. you know, that <laughs> there's nothing very interesting to say about punching. I mean, I feel, know. I feel like every Kung Fu movie in the history of time would disagree with you. Right. Uh, vis-a-vis the interesting punching. Um, but I know, yeah. but they don't say anything about it. They're not like, mm, look at this interesting slice of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that arc in which I go in is just mm-hmm. devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So oh, you have, oh my gosh! You're hidden, so you have advantage in your first attack, uh, and then okay. you are not hidden any longer. So you uh, okay. you emerge from the shadows with an interesting slice of the hand, uh, and you you strike the strike the the crawl warrior. Uh, yeah. Let's go ahead and roll four, your damage. Four bludgeoning damage. Nice. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to flurry of blows that. Yeah. So there's an additional two attacks. Okay, do it. Uh, the second in, the second attack is not a hit. I mean, it's a hit, but their armor is so thick that you just like punch the shell. Great. Um, and the third is an unnatural Ooh. 20. That one is a hit. For another four damage. Nice. Okay, all right. So, so Winninger uh, Road appears out of the shadows uh, with a ah! series of, of pressure point attacks. Uh, on the uh, on the crawl, two of which uh, hit home in the area between the plates, and the the crawl uh, hisses in surprise and anger and wheels around to face uh, to face road. Oh, look at the angle that road's hands move! <laughs> <laughs> so graceful, Torgor. It is your turn. Uh, I move to switch to my mall. Mm-hmm. And attempt to hit uh, the one directly in front of me with my mall. Yeah, do it. You swing out. You get a seven. Swing, Beautiful. Swing out with your mole. Uh, the uh, the crawl uh, skitters backwards with uh, insectile grace, and you instead uh, clout the air in front of you. Leave a huge divot in the ground. That's right. Yeah, you smash <laughs> the wall next to it, and chunks of of stone. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like just because you missed doesn't mean you're not string- swinging with like massive amounts of strength. Right. right. No. Uh, no, no. Torgor knows. Tack, <laughs> it is your turn. Uh, when Torgor swings around with his big maul, Tack's gonna peek up from where they were hiding and move around him to stab with their rapier. Okay. Um, that, that one directly in front of him. Okay. So 
since I was hiding. Where's my rapier? Here it is. Sorry. So you want to be one. like kind of over over here, or do you want to be like completely on the other side? Uh, I I would have moved like to the side of him, to the side of this thing, and then like run back. <laughs> yeah, since right. I didn't do anything, so I'm a. I'm going to slide back behind him with my nimble escape again. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're not hidden anymore, but you, uh, yeah, you pop out. Ha! You get an 11. <laughs> you, you stab him right in the leg, but he's so busy dodging Torgor, where he doesn't even notice. And you're like, bye! And like roll back out of the way. Did it, did it hit at all or no? No, an 11 is no, not, not enough. These things are, are fairly, yeah, fairly well armored. Uh, Winnegar, <laughs> it is, it's your turn. Man, I wish we would arrest it, guys. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> uh, this guy's right in front of me, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, I got to try static fingers again, uh, which is shocking grasp for uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyone who knows real magic. <laughs> yeah, real spell names. Jeez, guys. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I clicked it. It's going really slow. Yeah, sometimes it'll it'll take a second to. It's good for the anticipation. Yeah, now he's there. It is. Uh, uh, Oh, so close! You do not hit him. What? Yeah, you don't hit him. Oh God! These guys. Yeah. Um, Yep. So so you like, (laughs) like reach out and try to try to get him, and he like staggers to the side, and you grab empty air, discharging the shocking grasp. Oh no! <laughs> Would you like to do anything with your bonus action or your movement? Um, what's around us? Can I like dip somewhere? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's the behind you. There is the fungal garden, right? Uh, and then behind them uh, is the stairs that that lead up back up to that Y intersection somewhere further up in the uh, uh, in the tunnels. Um, I want. Okay, can, tell me if I can do this. Yeah. Can I? Can I like sweep up the torch and run to the fungal garden? Uh, yeah, you still have the torch in your hand, right? You never dropped it, so you got it. Oh, but yeah. If you want to just run off, the the only thing here is if you if you run off, he'll get one more like swipe at you, uh, because you haven't disengaged. Um, but yes, you could you could do that. Um, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, and let him let yeah. him take that shot at you. Okay, all right. Yeah. So he, t- he takes a swing uh, as you turn to run. Uh, he misses nice. out of ten. That's good. Very good for you. Yep. Uh, and then you run off. Yeah, and I think you'll get, from here, you you cross the bottom of the hall and run out into the fungal garden, and then you can do whatever terrible thing you're about, I think you're about to do on your next turn. Wait, or threaten to do it. Do you're oh, just yeah, threaten. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, uh, so uh, the two warriors uh, are going to attack uh, Torgor. Let's do it. So here's the first one. It gets an yes. eight. And the second one gets a 20. Okay, that happens. Just a regular one. So you take uh, six piercing damage. Got it. Uh, and then uh, Road, fighting this other one, uh, it gets a 12. So it misses. Too nimble. Too uh, nimble. Jack, be nimble. Road, it is, your, it is your turn. Dan- um, Dan- gonna- Danger Noodles tends to strike. What are you going to do? Danger Noodle. Um, Venom Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to slice... Slice and dice one more time. Yeah, do it. <laughs> it's <an> eight. <laughs> okay. Well, you you missed. You're blocked by the spear. Uh, oh, no. So no, yeah, no effect there. Uh, Torgor, maybe a uh, maul in hand. You want to take another swing? Oh, absolutely. Oh gosh. 
You have five. Good. Nice. With your plus four. Strong five. Yeah. So you got one. Plus four. Fantastic. Good. Uh Uh, Tack, your friends are doing a great job. (laughs) It's your turn. I've got two hit points. Like, even Tack knows when it's a bad time to criticize their friends for trying to save their life. Mm -hmm. So, even with an eight wisdom, I know not to talk shit. Mm Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do the same technique again. When Torgor swent, swung, mm-hmm. Tack's gonna come back around. Try for that. Try for that stab, <laughs> uh-huh. and uh, and then uh, quickly disengage mm-hmm. right after. Uh, an eleven is not I, not enough. Oof. Yep. Well, disengage. <laughs> run back behind Torgor. Yep. <laughs> the tack maneuver. <laughs> the tack. It's my tactical. Yeah, just popping oh, out, God. taking swings, falling back. So <laughs> this is a terrible idea. So, uh, Winninger, uh, on your turn, you uh, you you bring the torch back uh, into the uh, into the room. Uh, Torgor, your light source is going away. It's getting like <laughs> darker and darker as uh, as Winnegar gets away. But whenever you you run into the uh, into the fungal garden, and yeah, there's the big the big central kind of pot with all the fungus in it. Uh, what do you want to do? Uh, I want to yell out because that one does speak common, right? Yep. Yeah. So I want to yell out and just say, um, "Hey, put down your weapons and stop fighting, or I'm going to light this thing up." Nice. Yeah. So you like hold the torch over to the towards the fungus, yeah. and I think that like, yeah. I mean, this this fungus, you, you we can see it like move away from the heat. We can see it like kind of oh, like wow. yeah. It definitely doesn't want that torch anywhere near it. Um, and yeah, I think that we can see like the caps like shrinking from the light and stuff, and see so like hold it threateningly towards it and shout that back towards the crawl. And uh, what I think we're gonna do is we'll get you to roll an intimidate roll. I'll give you advantage, but we'll do that roll after we get back from our break. Oh, <laughs> that's a good break, right? Break, break. <laughs> so, with like Winninger threatening, threatening the the salad uh, cultivation chamber, uh, we will uh, we'll take our first break here, and when we get back, we'll find out how the crawl respond to being threatened with fire. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 